folks. Welcome to Yelling About Pate. I am Carl Hess. With me, as always, Joel Miller. Bonjour. He's back, folks. He's back from the continent. Uh, you're wearing stripes. You look very French. Uh, my I'm, my your pants, pants are, are rolled so far cuffed. up. They're it's, super cuffed. Everyone has their pants rolled really far up in Paris, They're, don't they? Yeah, I mean it's high fashion all the time. <laughs> I'm just trying to bring some of that that Parisian lifestyle uh, you, and fashion. You here. have you have the effortless grace of a Parisian yeah. as you walked in. I sit with my legs crossed at all times. You look you look graceful as hell right now. Thank you. I feel graceful as hell. Uh, I haven't seen you. This is literally the first time I've seen you since you've been back. Since uh yeah, since I've been back, I got back. Uh, a couple two days ago you look relaxed yeah i guess i am i am relaxed i mean maybe a little bit sad to be back a little ennui a little bit of ennui sure. yes everything everything in my in my home is covered in a very noir palette right no it's all it's all just black i was so jealous uh you know i was following following your every move on instagram the food the wine the, the food the and charming wine. streets Everything is so damn charming. Oh my god! It's just like it's everything's so old and like, even like in the in the in the rougher neighborhoods, like just like the design and like the planning. Like whoever whoever was the city planner back right. in back really then, knocked it out of the park. Really just dingers. <laughs> George oh. Paris yeah. really knocked it out. Jean <laughs> Jean Luc Paris. Jean Luc Paris. No, I did a, a shout out to John Luke for doing a great job planning those city streets. Mm. Um, no, it was it was just it was beautiful and and lovely and good. the culture there. It's 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 unbelievable. Everything everything is a cafe or a bistro. Everything, or, right? Literally, I've never been to Paris, so I, I'm, I'm living actually, vicariously through you. I'm 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 actually I don't know how things work there because I'm I'm positive nobody has a job. Right. I'm like absolutely everyone just sitting out sitting out in the in, yeah. at the cafe smoking cigarettes. Right. Ev- sipping, everybody's sipping a coffee. Everybody smoking. No, drinking just drinking wine and beer See, just, that's the life that's watching I mean, the world go by watching the world go by smoking you know. an unfiltered gawa <laughs> not not many berets though they're not a beret kind of people well i i think maybe the berets is, is a little too cliche now they're like yeah. we gotta stop with the berets everyone's making fun of us yeah but, i mean they sell berets everywhere but okay i never i didn't see a lot that's of a tourist beret action. locals aren't rocking the berets no lo- did you rock a scarf at any point no, it wasn't okay. cold enough for me, mm. like to rock a scarf okay. or, or anything like that, or like a jaunty little hat. Right. Yeah. No. N- none of that. The, the jauntiness comes from within. Yeah. It's you a, don't it's need a, a hat to be jaunty. Yeah. It's an it's an uh, internal jauntiness. Oh man, you were saying that uh, you get a bottle of natural wine for eleven euros at the store. I I went to a few natural wine stores. So I the, went to the, every. By the way, all the wine there is like natural wine. Yeah. So they're like, all biodynamic. The natural wine like, movement yeah. kind of kicked off. In in Paris vin, and in vin France, naturel. yeah, or vin vivant, which means yes. a living wine, yes. which I love that term, yes. or like a, a raw wine, alive, it's with alive wine. with flavor. L'chaim, I think they <laughs> say that in Israel, l'chaim wine. Uh, yeah, so I mean, it's just like if you love drinking wine, like where else better to be? Yeah, I mean, I mean, I I I had a I did drink a few beers, but that was like more kind of like walking around. Like you can drink. By the way, it's like it, you can just drink. You can drink. In the street. You can just drink in the street, like which people, is insane. Like you know, anywhere you go in Europe, that's the norm. Like you're in Rome, you're in Spain. People are outside. The fact that we don't have that here, it's like I understand that it would be maybe pandemonium. Like well, look because, at New Orleans well, because it. it 
I think it would be pandemonium just because like not, the American because the American culture of drinking know. is very different. American culture, culture of drinking is like, yeah, dude, we're gonna fucking slam. They, Nat, Natty, Natty Ice has a seventy-two pack now. Oh it God. requires mo- it requires movers, bro. Like, we're getting the seventy-two rack. We're having the best fucking Saturday of our lives. We're just gonna, we're just gonna walk around with seventy-two Natty Ices. Used to have to get two thirty racks. No more, brother. <laughs> I present to you the seventy-two. Who's in charge of that? Jim Natty Ice. Then again. They know their name, audience. Actually, the guy, the guy that's in charge of Natty Ice, his name is probably like Topher. <laughs> they know their audience. They, re- they really do. I mean, but it would be a disaster because American drinking culture is just way different. Our drinking the, culture is so dysfunctional. It, it, it really is. But like their drinking culture is 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 un- is amazing. Like it's 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 unbelievable. It's laid back. It's super. It's super laid back. Everyone's just kind of like sipping on something. Imagine you know, if around. you legalized outdoor drinking in the states. It would be a shambles. I wouldn't go outside. <sighs> But if if it post post made slow would just like go up tenfold in my household. Oh my god! But if if it was normalized, if it was part of the fabric of our social interactions, like it is in Europe, it would be chill. You'd just be in the park. The fact that you yeah. can't just drink a bottle of wine legally in a park. I don't want to live in a country That's, like that. It is this it is, is garbage. It is kind of ridiculous. We're living in the garbage. And I just country. remember I saw just like we were we were at the Louvre. And then you know they have uh, the like the uh, the gardens around it, and we were just sitting in the gardens. And there's this like couple next to us. They were we were sitting on a bench, super Parisian like lifestyle. Serena was laying on my lap. Fuck we were yeah. looking at the beautiful oh beautiful sky and oh the trees. God. The foliage it was changing. Oh my god! It was all, it was it was beautiful. A, a, a crisp breeze. A, a crisp a crisp b- blowing breeze. down the boulevard. Da- damn right, the rue. If you will, mm-hmm. um, and uh, this guy just like pulls out an entire bottle of red wine, takes out a cork because he already had, he already started drinking it, and they're just slamming the bottle. That's at, me. Like, that's, that's I want that's, to be him. That's just the. That's, that's the what I want. The only thing, the only thing that I don't like about about that about the lifestyle and that is like everybody smokes, so everything smells everybody like smokes. everything smells like the inside of a Vegas casino. How is like the one good thing we have like health wise in America? Like we're the most unhealthy country. Our healthcare system is completely under control. Somehow we knocked out smoking. Yeah, everywhere no, I mean, else in the world, everyone it, smokes. Everyone smokes wherever the hell they. Why want. can't we have some of the other stuff? And didn't, like, I would, I would have more people smoke if we could drink in the park. I'll make that trade. <laughs> You'd make that trade. I'll make that trade. You gotta, you gotta, uh, you gotta. I'll go back. Talk to, to your local congressman. I'll I go suppose. back to fucking smoke-filled bars if it means I can. I, I'll just hang out in the park. I don't even need to be in a <laughs> you bar. Don't need to go to, just go, just go to a natural wine store. Uh, grab some natural wine. And uh, and and go to the God park. Damn, just hang out I, in the park. I just want that wine. There's like, yeah, there's a lot of park hangs. That's in, all I in want. Paris. Yeah, it, it's it's awesome. Fuck. It was it was awesome. Well, I mean, but uh, <coughs> we uh we had a great time. I I, I definitely ate a lot. Um, you sure did. I sure I sure did. You you were kind of like I'm not gonna make reservations. I'm just gonna like see what happens. I didn't make any reservations. You can just kind of pop around. You okay? So I didn't go to anything where it was like you like. This is where you. I didn't go to Clown Bar. I didn't go to like Love on Comptoir. I didn't go to like a Joel Rubichon. I didn't go to like two, three Michelin star restaurants. I didn't have like 12 course menus. I went to the places like I just walked around. I looked at their menus. I looked them up a little, like did base research and, and just, I didn't have a bad meal. You didn't have one bad meal? I didn't have one bad I mean, you can tell meal. when a place is like a shitty tourist place. Yeah. The f- okay. So the first night, the first day that we got there, we went, I, we went to this place called Cafe Marmite or Marmite or Marmite. I don't know. Whatever. Something like that. Right. And uh, I got, I just got a cassoulet and it was great. 
Okay. And that was probably the worst meal I had. <laughs> and that was probably like a pretty touristy. Like, yeah, it was you like, were tired. You just it was got tired. there. We just like, got there. It was right like here. it was like right around the corner from uh, the Via Royale. Sure. We, we were staying in the Moulin Rouge, um, which was awesome to see. Like the Moulin Rouge. Sure. Um, that that charming little red windmill mm-hmm. that sits atop. Quaint as hell. Quaint, Quaint as, as all hell. hell. And just debaucherousness happening within. Um, yeah, I mean, we, uh, like I said, I can't, we didn't have any, a bad meal. I didn't have a bad pastry. Like we went to this, like the one place, one, one of the few places we went to is called like something Pande du Idea or whatever. Sure. And, uh, and it was like one of the places that had like, it was like the howling rays of like Boulangerie's line. There was a, I mean, when it's busy, we were on an off time, but there was still, you know, and it was like madness inside. It was just like super packed, super busy. Um, uh, but uh, it was. Uh, they really care a lot about. They really care about quality. their pastries. I mean, they, it was like I. I, I it would be like, like a national disgrace. They had like an escargot and spinach like <gasps> pastry. Did you get one? I didn't. I just, savory pastry. Yeah. Oh my god. I, I, I didn't. I didn't get. I didn't get the that. gout special. <laughs> Very much. Uh, I'll take two how do you gout say specials, please. Leg out. I think they just say they just leg out. Leg out. Leg out. What the hell what is the that? Hell is leg out. <laughs> um. There is this pl- and like there was another place that I I ended up going to, which is like something that um, Eric uh, Eric Andre recommended. Shout to out me. to friend of the show Eric. Um, he sent me this like list of uh, of places that that he re- uh, recommended from when he was in Paris, and it was literally like one of the things was literally across the street from my hotel, and I was like I was like sweet I want to go there. The menu looked awesome. It was you know maybe like 15, 15 items, and it was like super classic like French stuff like right. bone marrow. That's what you want. Steak tartare. You want the foie hits. gras. Give me the hit. Oh my god, you would this this place was. Built for oh you, my God. but I was gonna. We were gonna go there. Chateau de yeah. Hesse. Uh, it was called. Chateau. Um, it was called Bouillon Pigalle. I mean, it doesn't get much more French than that. Yeah, I know, right? And it's uh, and like the the fucking like logo is just like a a, a jaunty guy going like, eh? you yeah. know, like he's it's like, not eh? he's like, eh? yeah. it's nice. You are liking your food. Who are you to resist? Who are you to resist? And the food is very, the food good. Is very good. But uh, they they had a Howlin' Rays like line, so it was like maybe. Outside, the line went down like the entire People were facade. Waiting in the street, yeah, yes, in Locals the street. Locals or tourists? Everybody, everybody, everybody. And okay. it's and this place is huge. It's two stories. It's gigantic. Okay. And inside, there's another like secondary line that you have to wait in. That's probably about twenty people deep. So at its at its, you got to go busy, to that place. I, I I definitely did. I went I went as soon as they opened because we were gonna go for dinner. But then it was just it was the line was probably like seventy people deep. Wow. And the entire inside was packed. Damn. But I went there just for lunch. Um. I I and I got. Beef broth with vermicelli noodles, steak tartare, bone marrow, and foie gras. And it, it was the perfect meal. Oh, that sounds like the perfect meal. It was the perfect lunch, mind you. And you know what? It's it great. It's like they don't have – you can't get a glass of wine. Right. They're like, it's, you're getting a bottle of wine. No. It's like minimum is a half a bottle of wine. That's how it should be. Who wants it's, a glass? And it's like – Who it's wants like, one glass of wine? And it's like six euros for a half a bottle of wine. And it's probably so good. It all the wine was great. I didn't have one hangover the entire time I was there. I was drinking in the morning. I was drinking in the little bit after the morning. How great is I was drinking at lunch. Wine. I know we're Dude, advocate for for lunch. Breakfast wine. Bed 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 and wine. breakfast wine. Just sitting there cradling it between my knees like a child. Mm. It was it was beautiful. It wine was transcendent. Life. It was lovely. The, the wine the wine life is very real. The problem is American wine life is like wine moms with like. Inspirational Let me wooden get a, signs in their can I kitchen. Get a Pinot Grigio, please. We need that. We need that Euro wine life. 
That's, I, I mean, that's what I was doing in Lisbon. We would wake up and just start drinking wine at breakfast. And I was like, yeah. I've never been happier. You know, I've never, that's all I, I want. This is all I was. All I was doing was just drinking wine, having wine, drinking more wine. Even the wine in the mini bar at the at the hotel was was, was great. It was like bad wine. Like, it's against the law. But there. it was like it was like a biodynamic half bottle of Sancerre. <laughs> like right. that's that's what they had in the hotel. Fuck. It was it was great. One thing, one thing I realized, they're not big on ice. Ice isn't like really a huge thing. They're not big on ice. That's, not, a, that's, a, that's a European that's thing. That's a European you, thing. It's the, like, we were, we were, Americans want ice. There is, there is no, there is no ice machine in the, in our hotels. Oh, that's not In the hotels that we, that we stayed at. And like, when we asked for ice, they're like, oh, hey. no, they're like, oh, oh, um, yeah, we can get some for you. Hold on. It is and like, not they have, cold. It is cold. We are not caring. And, and also like their fridges are not that cold. It's like, they're, they're like 60 degrees. Right. So the wine is like, you know, it's not like cold, but it's not, sure. not, it's not room temperature e- right. either. But, uh. I mean, they got low flow showers. It's yeah. just a different culture. Yeah, it was different. Well, they I, don't put a premium on water pummeling you in the shower. This <laughs> actually, is, the second hotel, that out. second hotel we stayed at, man, they had two different areas of where you could shower from. One oh, which was like kind of high. That's luxury. And the other one was like right up top. I know that. And, I know that and, style. And it was it was pummeling, but I love that. I'm uh, an American. Well, that's because it's a hotel. Pummel. Exactly. They have Americans in there like, I can't even get my hair wet. <laughs> Crank it up. Frenchie. They're like, okay, we need to the put first in hotel we special stayed, heads. The first hotel we stayed at didn't have a shower at all. It was just the a world. It was a bath, and, and nobody can see this, but it was a bath the size of this table. It's a, not a very could, big table, folks. We, this, this is a pretty big table. I live a modest life. It's a small <laughs> dining room table. This is a, this is a two by two table. No, this this table is what? <laughs> this table sizable. Three feet by six feet. Yeah. Um, if not bigger, maybe four feet by six. So you feet. you had a little little closet. For what? In, the bathroom was the size of this table. No, no, I'm saying the bathtub. Sorry. Oh. The bathtub was the size of this table. And you know, I I barely listen when you talk. It's okay. <laughs> Who are you? Who are you? Again? Who are you? What are you doing are you in, in my, my house? house with a microphone. Wait. So that's a huge bathtub. It's a huge. You could you could fit three me's in there. So you're saying no shower but a bathtub. Yeah. In the first hotel we stayed at. Well, that's kind of luxurious. It was extremely luxurious with with the jets. Take a soak with, with a bottle. Yeah, dude. Bath oh, wine. You know I was doing bath, bath wine. wine for sure. I was doing bath wine. I was doing windowsill wine. I was doing breakfast wine. That's the lifestyle. Anywhere you go, it's enhanced by wine. Are you jauntily riding a bicycle down a tree-lined avenue? You got a bottle of wine. And in just it. get some wine. Is there a basket and, on your and bicycle by the way, full by of the wine? Way, yes. The tree-lined avenues oh in France Ugh. are just better than the ones here. Wow. Like they're, they, they're, the premium they put on trees. Ooh. Like I said, shout out to George Paris for planting that. Jean Luc Paris. Jean Luc Paris. Old Jean Luc. I insist the trees be. Very nice. <laughs> not, that's not even a good French accent. No, that's you, a, I, I'm appreciating the trees. I'm appreciating the avenues, the boulevards. God damn. It, no, it, and, and, and let me tell you what I was doing. While you were cavorting around in the food and drink paradise, I, I officiated Joel's wedding. We had a hell of a party. Oh, that's right. I got married. And then after the wedding, uh, we had three briskets left over. And you took all of them. From Trudy's. Shout out to Burt Backman of Trudy's, uh, top really, 10 guest. Really coming through with that sweet so, Wagyu brisket Oh, it game. was fantastic. He brought like 13 Wagyu briskets. We, we went hard on it. But there was three left over, and we were cleaning up. We were all drunk. I just took the three and put them in a trash bag. <laughs> and I was like, you are my children now. You're like, this, is, this belongs home. to me. You also took the hamon too, right? I took a block of, also a block of hamon serrano that we had had in the bachelor party. We way overestimated how much, <laughs> how much hamon, hamon we were going to eat, which is a good thing to overestimate. Oh, I'm not upset about it at all. Uh, so I had a block of hamon and three big briskets. And I literally, me and my roommates ate those for the last two weeks. Like that's all <laughs> we've been eating. We had a brisket party. Two days later, 
Oh, well, that's when you great. left on your honeymoon. We, I just had a bunch of people over, and we just we just ate brisket. You went and ham on wine. that brisket. Went ham. I cut up the ham. I was like, should I get anything else for the party? And then I was like, no, it's just going to be ham. People were like, can we get some bread? I was like, there is no bread. I had some pickles and a few potato chips, but beyond that, it was just ham. And just slices of brisket. Yeah. They're like, can, you, can we get utensils? No, you use your hands. Yeah. That's how brisket parties that, work at my br- house. Br- brisket. The brisket was great. The brisket was flowing. It was, it was great. So I think there's actually a tiny piece left in the refrigerator. That's all it's you. It's like Homer with the sandwich. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, it's too good. Mar- Marge, I want to be alone with the sandwich. You're going to eat the sandwich, aren't you? Mm, yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so... Uh, Found it behind the radiator. I've just been eating leftovers from your wedding for the last two weeks. We've been cavorting about eating the world's finest food. Yeah. But let me tell you, it's been pretty fucking great. I'm, sh- I'm sure it has. Having, I do, having I, eight pounds of brisket at my disposal, it's been a good life. I do want to tell you about the best meal I had in Paris. Please do. Um, which were... There, there, were, there were two. The, the Bouillon La Pigelle was okay. not the, one of the best meals I had in Paris. It's not? No. That sounded amazing. It was, it was a great lunch. But these are the, 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 but uh, one of one of the places was called La La Baratine, okay, um, which is just run by the most crotchety French guy right. you could ever That's imagine. Who you want. He still wrote every reservation down by hand. Right. It was right next to the second hotel. Old that we stayed guard, in. yeah, old, old, old guard. Shit. But um, I mean, it that that meal was was just like super classic French, like stewed artichokes. And the the oysters I sent you a picture of oh, uh, that, oyster oysters there was they they were big oysters I had to eat them with a knife and fork those were juicy boys but they were juicy as hell and but, but and like the the broth which it was like a cold it was like it was very saline like and a, a little kind of with like lime like Ooh. had a lot, I had like a very hint of lime and and cilantro with it as well that is and, that and it doesn't was, seem traditional and, to and me it, no not at all but it was like but it was super clean and like mm. and, and and delicious and then I had like a whole leg of fucking lamb <sighs> a whole roasted leg of lamb over like some potatoes <sighs> and it was but it was just the quality was so good that Simple, was like a great rustic was a, yet elegant yes, and in I, its way yes and it had a uh, had an entire bottle of eligote uh, uh, as I as I looked at the menu that they hand wrote that they take the menu and it's huge. The menu is probably the size of like an easel yeah. and they take it table to table. I and saw like, your picture. And they're like, this is the menu you order now. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. It was, it was great. There's no perusing. There's no turning no. the pages. Like we have a board. Yeah. Here's it's the board. large and, and, and we and, carried and, it and, over and here. Every, and every it. time they ran out of something, they just crossed it out and, and just took it to the table. I love that. Um, th- and, but that place was really, really good for it. It was a great, great dinner. But my my I think my absolute favorite meal was I had a lunch at this place called Adu and Me, and it was just this this like you know just guy. It's you a, nailed it's that a, name by the way. Oh yeah, you nailed that. Oh thank you. Um, Ox do Amis. Wait, Adu and Me does that mean like goodbye to me? Adieu, no, it's A U D E U X. I don't know shit about A M I S. All three. <laughs> that would be a good words. name for a restaurant though. Uh, goodbye to me. Hey, goodbye. You get the gout. You come in here, you're getting the gout. You're getting the you're gout. You're not coming but this out. Pl- this place had the world's cleanest meat slicer. And I, I sat at the bar. Right I know you front, appreciate a clean slicer. Right, right in front of the slicer. Right in front of Best the slicer. Best in the house. I had, I, and then I, I got Lomo with almonds, oh, which, was, which was just delicious. Did, so you saw him cut the Lomo they right in front of you? They cut the Lomo right in front oh, of me. Oh, my God. And it, was the, and it was the guy that was like the server. The server did it. They had the, they had a kitchen. I'm a Lomo head from way back. Lomo head from way back. But I had Lomo. I had a raw mushroom dish, which... Was that looked amazing? Absent, which, by the way, putting that, putting a, a version of something like that on the menu at the Wallace Friday, ASAP, ASAP. Chef's back from the continent. He's got a lot of ideas oh, about I, raw mushrooms, dude. I, I'm going to show you my ideas that I have. I literally wait, wait, have t- an wait. entire new menu. I can't wait. Tell I, me about. I can't wait till you become. 
You start smoking in the kitchen. I have turned the Wallace into a French restaurant. If you don't like it, you can get the yeah. fuck out. Yeah, you are caca. If you don't like this, you are uh, you are scum. We are no longer <laughs> have menus. I write what I want on the wall, and you look at it. And, and you by are the way, happy. at Adumi, they wrote the menu on the wall. Fuck yeah, they wrote it in. They wrote it on a mirror. A, I love a mirrored shit. part of the I wall. Love that shit. All right, so tell me about the mushroom thing because I saw the picture, but I need the description. Um, so it was, it was, uh, it was basically, uh, it was raw mushrooms, okay. just raw, raw button mushrooms okay. with, a, uh, with just like lemon and simple and like letting the ingredients and speak. like breadcrumbs. Damn. <laughs> but and they was, were probably the best mushrooms you ever had. They were the, they were easily some of the best mushrooms I've ever had. Damn. Um, that, that was just, it was, but and it had like a little bit of like, uh, like chopped chive on it. But it was, but it was super simple, very clean. I could have eaten like that eggplant dish at Rosa Blue, where you're just like, "Why is this the best thing ever?" It's literally just just, eggplant. It just eggplant and it's clean. But so that that had that had that button mushroom Mm -hmm. had um, which was delicious. It was chicken. Yeah, it was like whole chicken. Like it was like almost like seared chicken liver that they broke like after the sear. Like it was like seared, and then they kind of like broke it apart, so it was kind of like just like fluffy. Wow, with pickles and chervil. Oh my god! And it was, and it had a little bit of oil and lemon with with it. Fucking love and it was Sherville. so fucking good. I fucking love Sherville. And uh, that that was just uh, just a uh, fucking knock out of the park uh, dish. I I simple but like amazing ingredients. And then and then they had a steak and then a steak with with uh, roasted turnips. That was just I it was just steak with salt. But the, so but the steak good. tasted it tasted like a. 45 dry aged piece of meat and they're like oh yeah you know it's just a you know it's like a flap like you know it's like right. it was like just it was standard. like it was like 13 euros and it was probably 10 sl- like big slices of meat that's like 20 bucks that's yeah no it's 13 euros but probably like 16 okay something like that but and so, and the wine all the wine i had that this place was stellar i was just like just give me what you got just give me, just give me what you got just you point to the wall just whatever just whatever, whatever because that is. because they i guess they own a wine store a uh, wine shop next of course, door of course of course of course and then the restaurant is just like a little very cute maybe uh 20 seats and God, th- but that meal was like transcendent i got to get to fucking paris you got to get to god paris god damn it i'm out here eating brisket scraps Eating brisket scraps that I pull pulling from a trash bag. I, I did find a trash uh, bag brisket. I did find a Texas style barbecue place called The Beast. Right, think, right was around. It good. I didn't did go. There? I didn't go and eat. They were closed when I wanted to eat. But well, I, people but, who live there, they want some. But, American but it was shit. like the only like true barbecue place like that I saw within right. Paris. Right. But uh, it looked it looked awesome. Like barbecue I, I really is wanted to kind go. of like a great classic american thing to export overseas like obviously we've exported our fast food culture which is garbage but like if you if you like open like a really good authentic it's, american barbecue place in europe it would be like people by, would by the way that. i did do i did do my my uh my uh american duty and i did go to a mcdonald's in paris and let me tell you it was probably great they had a mater d what they had a guy in a suit no yes <laughs> welcome yes. to le mcdonald's but, but uh, everything was automated but so we just ordered it to go he helped you explain and, and like he, he explained no, the computer no. to you and, he, and like he was just there like walking around and then he like when the orders were done he would get the order and call out the, nu- the name and number and hand you your, your this McDonald's. is a man in a suit a man in a bespoke suit dear lord god yeah, McDonald's overseas are fun. Uh, 
I was just very, very shocked that there was a maitre d'. And everyone like was, that was working in the right. kitchen, they were they looked they looked like they should be working at like Michelin restaurants. Their heads were down. Right. It was all quiet. They were saying yes, we chef. Yeah, we they chef. were saying we we maitre d. How was the food though? Um, S- same thing. Weird. Because the, I know they have different meat suppliers in Europe, so I could see if it, it tasted like a little different. You're, you're not getting American beef. No, well, you're not getting American beef, and you're also not getting like American condiments. You're getting some horse. Um, you can not get that some there's horse. anything wrong with that. No, nothing wrong with they, that. They eat horse in France. Um, but uh, they, their ketchup doesn't taste like American ketchup. It's not as sweet. Right. And it's more that like, makes sense. It's more like pasty. It's more like a, just like a tomato paste. Right. It's more like what it should be. It just tastes like tomato paste with salt. Essentially, which is what it should be. Yeah. Not all sweet and full of high fructose corn syrup, yeah. and sugar, and sugar. So we we did we did go there, but not not like the chain chain restaurant culture really isn't a thing there. Like they have a few like local ones that that like the American one is called like uh, Buffalo Grill, sure, <laughs> and they have like chicken tenders and stuff like that. Yeah, of course. I mean, I didn't I didn't Standard. go to it, but I saw like maybe like three of them while I was like we were driving. The around weirdest and thing is when you see. Americans overseas. Well, this was your first time in Europe, right? Yes, my first time in Europe. But uh, like, it's weird when you see Americans overseas, like in a place like that, and you're like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> like, you can just do this when you go home. No, I, I just I was just curious. I got I got one hamburger and fries. Like, I saw Americans in a in a bar in like Italy, and they're like, "Finally, we." Like it was just like a shitty tourist place. Like finally, we found a place that has nachos. I was like, "You're in fucking Rome right now. What do you?" And they look terrible. This place was like garbage. I was like, "What are you doing? You're making <laughs> you us all look you, bad." No, you don't deserve to go Fuck there. You. Yeah, you don't deserve to go there. Like who's you, like, yeah, sure, the best food in the world's right at my feet, but. Really go for some nachos. Where's that? Where's a Guy Fieri establishment? Where's those trash can nachos I've heard so Dude, much about? There's a Guy Fieri. I flew out of Burbank recently. For non-LA listeners, LAX is obviously the main airport. There's a there's a small airport in Burbank. Which, which by the way, if you can if fly you can, out of Burbank Airport, can, just do, can't recommend, recommend it, it highly enough. It's it's the easiest place to get in and out of or pick somebody up from. It's like a mom and pop airport. It's like <laughs> yeah, adorable. Literally, Bob it, Hope. Uh, Guy Fieri has a, I think it's Guy Fieri's only restaurant in LA is inside Burbank Airport. We need to go. We need to go. We need to fucking go. Uh, uh, Joel Carlo, I see right. you've been going to Burbank Airport a lot right. lately. Well, it's the only place have that has a Guy Fieri restaurant. No, I've just been going there. For, you have to buy a ticket. You're like, it's worth it. It's worth it. I don't even use these tickets. I just go to the bar. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm buying a ticket from Bob Hope to LAX. That's our goal for the next 50 episodes. Get Guy Fieri on Get the Guy show. Get Guy Fieri on the, on the show. Well, now we know where his home base of operations right. is he's out of a, LA. He's just hanging out there at the bar. He's just, <laughs> just the only person at his own establishment. Like, uh, don't talk to Guy. He's, don't talk to Guy. He's in his cups right now. Yeah. He's had four slamming, jamming margaritas. Yeah. And he's getting a little morose. But uh, in, but in the States, though, before he left, uh, look at me saying the States like I'm European. Yeah. Look at this. Uh, look at this worldly man. Such a worldly man. Um, but when when we were in before we left for Paris, we stayed in in Las Vegas for a little bit. Right, and then you kind of did Arrowhead. like a multi tiered honeymoon. You yeah. had Vegas, you had a, like lake a Air- lake house up yeah. in, in Arrowhead, lake Arrowhead yeah. and then off to Paris. and then off to Paris. Really, really packing it. In. Yeah, but and in, in, uh, we ate at Carbone and at, heard great uh, things, which is just like, like old school Italian. Love it, like veal milanese. But Ooh. dude, the meal I had there would have brought you to tears. I saw you. I, how did, it, how did it compare to the meals in Paris, though? Because obviously it's one thing to be in Vegas well, and it's, it's expensive. It's, and it's, it, was, it was very, very expensive. Very Vegas. Um, it was very, very expensive. Um, I have a friend that works there, so she pretty much... But the food quality. The food quality was insane. Um, I had like bluefin tuna, had, uh, had some octopus, 
Uh, actually, ate a lot of seafood mm. there. I know you love seafood. I, I do. I am a big seafood daddy. And uh, but the meal was 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 amazing. They 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 you would have loved this place. It was Italian. So first of all, it it doesn't compare to France because I very when I was in France, I did eat a few Italian places. Ate at this place called Il Posto I in saw France. That pizza. That that was a good looking pizza, pie. That pizza was awesome. Damn. Um, Were there Italians working there? Or is it, it's just I don't, you know I don't just, know we we sat we sat outside as one does we got a bottle of that was, a, that was a nice looking pie and, and we you know Serena got a margarita pie I got I got one that had uh, like French ham artichokes and olives on it which was great oh love a French um, ham they you know they don't come cut you got to cut it yourself I kind of like that I for a Neapolitan pizza I, I I I like that a lot but like I'm a slice guy I'm a I, I will always be a New York by the slice pizza guy more than a neapolitan guy really? that's just who i am that's just but you grew up in la so you the slice isn't your birthright you weren't raised on slices and neither was neapolitan pizza domino's was my birthright that's true <laughs> i'm american i'm trash i'm garbage no but i our, uh, but I, so i ate a lot of obviously i just wanted to eat french food in france of course um as as one should but at carbone it, it differed just because it was like overtly italian but they started off the meal with pickled cauliflower bread and sliced salami that they put into loving little cones i love that and that's just that's that's each cone contained one ingredient or no no, it's like it was like a a plate of just like a cones that were like lined up perfectly in like a circle and then a little bit of uh pickled cauliflower and then bread on the side that's 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 a great way to start it was and like that's just like that's your bread basket that's that's how they kick it off that's their that's their meal kickoff and it was amazing the pastas there were absolutely delicious i had i think we had three uh, in total but they had this one it was basically just spicy rigatoni and it was some of the best damn pasta i've ever had in my entire life we took some of it to lake arrowhead the next day damn. ate the leftovers in arrowhead dude vegas has become like the food in vegas i feel like has stepped up i used to go to vegas all the time in college and it was like we would eat let shit well i mean they let's let's, let's be fit, fair they still have a lot of garbage bullshit like sure. the cabo wabo or jimmy right. buffett's but if margaritaville you good if listen, if you want to eat good, Vegas is a great place to eat really well on the strip or even. But off you're going to spend a lot of money. But you're going to spend a lot of money. It's that's the whole thing is that you're spending you're spending a fuckload of money there. Paris seemed actually from your reports, it seemed more affordable than I would have thought. Extremely affordable. That's interesting. Extremely affordable, folks. Folks, you better get over there. Better get over yeah, there. Better get over there. I want to go so bad. I've been yeah. wanting to go. Uh, you know. The epicenter of this whole like natural wine thing kind of kicked off there. There's this whole bistronomy yes. thing, which I'm sure yes. you witnessed, where yes. these new cool chefs they're all doing like bistros, but like really good food. But and- that's the, but that's the thing. Like when we were staying, we didn't stay in. We stayed in basically um, rougher neighborhoods by Parisian standards. Right, but I, because you'd probably be cheaper. Yeah, it was cheaper, but there it's like Plus it's, you're a man we, of the streets. We, we, bar- we basically stayed in the Koreatown of Paris. Okay. So it was it was it's very much more like Chinese. It's very Chinese. Okay. Um and a little bit of Jap- Japanese. Korean Korean stuff really is not huge there. Okay. Um Thai and Vietnamese is is, pre- is obviously sure. much much more prevalent sure. uh, around the area. But we still we stayed in like a rougher area. That's where I went to La Bertine, um which which was really really good. And then this bar owned by these two badass women. One had a shaved head and the other one they were both like nine feet tall it was called combat and it was I saw awesome that amazing it was awesome what a great name for uh, just an eating establishment yeah and like the sign on the outside it looked like they painted it with like just like what they didn't care they're like hey, combat come in vin naturel beer fuck yeah cocktails combat yeah i had one of the best damn martinis of my life there mm. uh great natural wine there um just 
just a lot of mezcal. They had tons of mezcal Ooh, there. Mezcal, yeah. mezcal is getting bigger in Europe. Yeah, it, it, it was it was great. But this is like it's it's a place built for you. And I'm back here eating brisket out of a goddamn trash bag. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which, which I'm not knocking. If, no. if you have a trash bag full of brisket, just lean so into you've it. You've done trash can, trash bag, trash can pizza, <laughs> trash bag brisket. I'm a trash. I can be a trash man. Yeah, at, you, at you times. can't. You can definitely be a trash man. Look, uh, it was a clean trash bag. The brisket was good for like a week after your wedding, and I, I took full advantage. I, you were gonna leave those briskets behind. I'm like the Navy SEALs. No briskets left behind. <laughs> Everyone was drunk. We were tired. You were like, ah, just throw them away. I was like, that would be like an you insult got, you, to you, the brisket. You want to go. Th- you want to go through buds? I got my buds right here, baby. <laughs> I mean, we, I made brisket hash. I fucking, I made slices of brisket. I made brisket, I made brisket sandwiches. I made a mustard sauce. It was great. It's, I mean, all vinegar. That, that, that sounds delicious. I mean, you were definitely living, pro- living here, it up. Here's the problem though. I hyped up this brisket so much when I had this brisket party and I reheated the whole brisket as per Burt Backman's instructions. Of, got a little dry. Got a little bit dry. You got a little dry. It wasn't. Dry, but it, there's nothing like when you get it fresh from him and he cuts it open and it's like jiggling. pouring juice. It's jiggling. jiggling. Yeah. It wasn't as good. It, it just wasn't as but good. I, mean, it's, it's, I reheat it and my, my oven's broken. I, I have a toaster. I reheat it in a goddamn toaster oven. The, the top of the paper caught on fire. I, you, you should have just left it out in the sun. No. Big magnifying glass. <laughs> Sun-dried brisket. Sun-dried brisket. I just make jerky out of the whole loaf. I have a loaf of jerky that I carry around with me. You're just having, a, and you're just like taking it's, big bites out of it. It's strapped into my car in the passenger seat with a seatbelt. I'm like, stay away from my son. He's very flavorful. Bought a, bought a car seat for it. Don't talk to me or my large flavorful son. No, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy to be back. We, uh, we got back. I did do very trashy things as soon as I got back. I did. You, you went to Jack in the Box. You're damn right. God damn it. I got curly fries. What happened to the worldliness? No, I, but I, then I did go. I hit up uh, top 10 guest Farley Elliott, who I actually think might be top number one guest because he's he our only repeat guest. Only repeat guest. Um, he's also a wealth of knowledge. Shout uh, out, uh, shout uh, out just Farley. a well. We draw from him. Mm-hmm. Often, often. Um, we went. To, we were in Beverly Hills and uh, went to the Grill on the Alley, which was just like very that's like power. A, that's a nice meal back. Yeah, yeah. Power power Never lunch power lunch spot. Got a got a nice uh, filet mignon with a, with grilled asparagus. It was lovely. Had a martini. I'm anti filet. I wanted something very lean. They had a they they basically had a filet in New York and a ribeye, and I didn't want. You were like, I am almost have gout. I, well, I didn't want like twenty <laughs> ounces of. I didn't want twenty ounces of meat. That's the thing. I, oh, that's I got, where you and I differ. I got eight ounces of meat. <laughs> yeah, I know that, that is where you and I differ. I just saw that you had gone to Jack in the Box, and I was like, he's back to his old tricks. I actually really don't. You go. didn't get it fucking postmated though, did you? <laughs> I did. Oh God. <laughs> Back to back to Americans so quickly. Uh, no, you know it's. I actually don't eat fast food a whole lot. Yeah, neither do I. Um, but I really wanted like a milkshake and curly fries and a spicy chicken I bet sandwich. I it hit the spot. It was delicious. Plus, I was. It was right after. It was after the flight, and I did not like. I can't sleep on a plane. It's impossible. And uh, the meal wasn't. The meals aren't great. I, I, I after definitely don't. After something eat. about traveling makes you want to eat garbage food. Yeah, yeah. Like all I wanted to do was get back to the terminal and just like, like house and, and a house burger. like a burger. Yeah, but when we but when you arrive at LAX, there's no food options for arrivals. Just for I departures. always go to that fucking In and Out that's right by the airport. 
Yeah, I thought about doing that, but we were so tired. We were so tired. I didn't even wait for an Uber. I just got a fucking taxi. You're, you're postmating Jack in the Box in the Uber home <laughs> so, to coincide so, with your arrival time. So, okay, we got an ETA at 345 so, and postmating Uber. So you're, you're laughing about it, <laughs> but I was on the 110, uh, and I had my order oh, already ready, no. and I was waiting to see how long it was going to take, and as soon as I was 20 minutes away, because the Jack in the Box is about... Two blocks away from my house. You know how long it's gonna take, too. And, and 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 you know what? I got home. I showered really quick. And as soon as I was out Doorbell. of the shower, bing bong. Hi, your postmate <laughs> is here with your garbage food because you're trash. There you go. And then uh, you just crack open a nice bottle of aligote that you smuggled back in your pants. Oh no, I was I drank High Life. <laughs> nice. Well. You're, I have I have like nine hundred little of those like little pony pony bottles. Well, your transformation uh, back to American is complete. I've I've exhausted my trash brisket supply. So we're basically back to where we started, except you're married now. I am married now. Thank you very much. By the way, thank you for marrying me. I'm a minister now, folks. I'm a man of the cloth. I'm a man of God. I'm, I'm but his agent upon this earth. <laughs> uh, we had a great time. Good to have you back. Uh, it's good to be back, I do want to plug one thing. You mentioned Eric Andre. We will be doing our first live podcast recording this weekend at the Eastside Food Fest at Max Ennis Studios. That's October 21st. Few tickets still available. Still available. Gonna be a party. Take that LA Mag food event. Yeah. That's on the same that's day. That's on the same, is it? Yeah. yeah. Who, who, wants, who reads Blow LA me. Mag? <laughs> who reads LA Mag? That's a rich West Side. You're not gonna have Otonio. You're not gonna Ooh. have yelling about pate. Ooh. You're not gonna have a panel discussion with top one guest, Farley fucking Elliot. Boom. I hope that Otonio brings those jamon croquetas because that's all I want to fucking eat. Oh my God. Yes. Uh, also, an effortless segue into our guest for today because you know all I want to eat is that Everson Royce burger. Our guest today is Randy Clement, the man behind ERB, Silver Lake Wine, uh, Triple Bean Pizza, Hippo. I mean, the list goes on and on. Are, are you are you an impresario? I don't even know what. I don't even know what that word. I don't means. even. I, I don't even <laughs> know either. Just, so yes, you're a man who makes shit happen. Yeah, uh, you're a man behind. A couple of my favorite establishments. Obviously, we talk about Everson Royce Bar and uh, uh, your burger often yep. on this podcast. Thank you. Uh, I was actually just at Everson Royce Bar last night for your third anniversary celebration. Mazel Eaten, tov. eating those Thank $5 you, burgers. Eating a uh, free triple beam. I mean, anywhere there's free pizza, I show the fuck up. I know. Carl just appears. If there's free pizza, like, I am there. You'll see a smoke cloud. And, and after that smoke cloud, Carl. Um, so congrats on three years. And I would say, and I do say regularly, that Everson Royce Bar, probably my favorite bar in the city. Thank you, man. Thank you for that. Uh, I enjoy hanging out there. And I think, like other establishments that you have... It's just like, it feels like there's like a cool sense of community. Like it feels like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's like, it's like the neighborhood bar that you would like, I wish I lived right next to that bar. Yeah. I think, um, you know, for us and thank you guys for having me on. Sorry. I'm late. No problem. <laughs> I know you're a busy man. I, 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 no, I you got 14 shit, 14 I projects. Drop, I dropped my son's homework off at his, at his school, not because he needed it, but just cause I wanted him to know I was thinking about Damn it. Damn right. Uh, <laughs> just a good dad. But, shit. uh, but, uh, no, I mean, you know, all of our places are, you know, I think that Everson Royce bar is no different in that, you know, we, we want, that place is more yours than mine, right? Even though Ooh. my son's name were on the on the door. Your sons are uh, Everson, Everson and Royce, Royce to right. clarify. I like thank that. You. Um, Great dad. But, uh, thank you. 
But, you know, we, we, we believe that we build platforms, right? Whether they're, you know, we basically build these emotional platforms and kind of stack things on top of them, right? Yeah. And in this case, you know, we, 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 we built an emotional platform where, you know, the, 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 the you know, the, the underpinnings of it all is just relationship-based kind of, you know, meeting new people all the time, meeting people we've met before all the time. But the idea is that, you know, you come to it, you make the place. You know, the people that come to a business make that business. What it's it true. Is. It's true in the restaurant world. It's true in the bar world. It's true yeah, I mean, as anywhere. Yeah, we're not, we, you know, we live in a town that's not dissimilar from a lot of like major towns where the don't you know who I think I am virus is airborne and mm-hmm. a lot of motherfuckers catch it. Um, but we it's de- deadly. It's deadly. It's deadly out we, there. Uh, we want, you know, we want people to feel at home at our places and whatever their, whatever their homes feels like, that's what we want it to feel like. And if, you know, if, if we do, you know, if, because if everyone like, if everyone liked all the same stuff, there'd be no point to anything. So That's true. all we want is different people all the time. And I will say yeah. this for Everson Royce bar as, as you know, it feels like a very cool neighborhood bar, but there's something for everybody there. No, like I mean, great yeah, cocktails, outside, that great outside wine, area, great beer. Love you want to play bocce? You yeah. want to eat oh, a yeah. burger? Bocce ball, strong like, you know, move. You know, we figured, we figured if we had, you know, $4 cans of Modelo and right. $2,000 shots of whiskey and we layered on, you know, kindness and niceness on top of that that conceivably logically rationally we could believe the whole world would come there you go the whole world shows up regularly humanity is in play damn and we get to meet and talk to all kinds of different types of people all the time you know what's a great vibe with silver lake wine the original one and so you have three you have silver lake wine and silver lake the original one you opened a Silver Lake Wine in the Arts District next to Everson Royce Bar. And then you also have Highland Park Wine. Yeah, and, then, and then we have Everson Royce in Pasadena. So Which I've Lake, actually never been to. So Silver Lake Wine was the first one. We opened that store 15 years ago. Damn. Um, and that was, you know, I actually lived in this neighborhood when we did that. I lived. Echo Park. Till the casket drop. Yep, the Victor, you know, the Victor Heights, Forgotten Edge, all the way at the top of uh, a street called Figueroa Terrace, which is right next to my street. So, you know, I remember I used to, you know, I got many memories. You know, Dodgers are playing in Game Four of the NLCS today. Hopefully, they win or Game Five. Uh, Yep. Shout out to the boys in blue. Hopefully, they win. Yes. I can remember. You know, you know, the first time I lost my car at Dodger Stadium, I can remember <laughs> the first time, you know, that, you know, I couldn't find my way home at Dodger Stadium. I remember my first time getting thrown out of the shortstop after Dodger Stadium. <laughs> it's a rite of passage. By the way, if you haven't been thrown out of the uh, shortstop, I do, are, yeah, are you even so, a Dodger fan? I've never been thrown out of shortstop. I'm not a Dodger fan. I've been thrown I, out I don't of really care about and sports. I, was, I got thrown out of Little Joy. But too. I remember <laughs> going to a shortstop before a Dodger game and getting, it, would be, it was like, it's dollar beers. We'd be fools not to get blackouts drunk. <laughs> Uh, so 15 years of Silver Lake Wine. I mean, I go to the Silver Lake Wine tastings on Thursday nights pretty regularly. Thank you, man. And the vibe in there is like, it's like the best. It's like a party. I love, I love the show. There'll be like a hundred people in there. Everyone's loving the wine. There's music. Like just, I mean, it, we talk about on this podcast how it's very hard to manufacture atmosphere or a certain vibe in a restaurant. Some places have it. Some places don't. Like, I think like all your places have it. Yeah, I think we just embrace the concept of the idea that, you know, nice is trend proof and, you know, the dream is free and the hustle is sold separately. But we want the people that come to our place to know that by no means at all do we feel like they need to come to our stores or places and buy things. They can come and just hang out. You know, we don't want to be transactional people. We don't want to be, you know, kind of just thinking about like bottom line and all that. I don't want to be some guy in a suit. No, man. We just want to, we just want to, we just want to, to build a place or, or places in this case where 
people come to, they feel comfortable, they tell us what's in their head, which almost always is different than what's in our head. And then from that, just all kinds of wonderful unintended consequences happen. And that's just the basis for everything. I love that as a fucking business model. And I feel like you've, you've really achieved it. And it's like, I mean, if, if you haven't been to those Thursday night tastings, and now because you have this little mini empire, you guys have wine tastings every night almost of the week. Night. Yeah, and, and, Monday is down in the, is yeah, the Monday, Arts District. Monday, Monday is in Silver Lake. We have Tuesday in Pasadena. We have Tuesday in the Arts District. We have Wednesday in Highland Park. We have Friday in Pasadena. We have Saturday in Pasadena. We have Sunday. That's, that's the yeah. wine lifestyle right Just there. go whatever the hell you want. Also, pick a day. Just I'll say day. this. Monday, the one in Silver Lake, the original location, Free charcuterie, yeah. Free cheese and free olives, yeah. Well, and they're fucking good. Free butts well, of grandma bread. Well, well, yeah. Uh, yeah. Karma, sex, and free are all undefeated. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Put that on a shirt. We where is where is all the Silver Lake wine merch? I feel like uh, you. Sh- yeah, where is I mean, the merch? We, uh, we 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 think about that a lot. You know, we we we're about ready to go into some triple beam merch. Um, and uh, you know, I think that you know Silver Lake wine, the original one is going to double in size uh, this coming weekend. I saw that. So, they knocked down the wall. Yeah, I'm very excited. Down the wall and, oh, wow. You know, so that's it's, awesome. It's, it's come a long way. I mean, that store 15 years ago, you know, all of our contemporaries at that time thought we were crazy to go to Silver Lake, you know, to open a store in Silver Lake. They're all talking about Santa Monica, this, Brent. It's crazy that that's been there for 15 years. Like, yeah. what was the wow. wine? Le- I mean, you know, now, now we're all talking about natural wine, all of this, all that. 15 years ago, what was... I mean, what were the wine store options in I mean, LA? There, like, what was were, the landscape? There was a few legacy stores, like you know, the Wally's store in, in Westwood. Right. They and, just yeah, opened they, a big new spot. The wine house. But that's West Side shit. That's there was nothing over here. No, nothing. There, there was there was nothing. And you know, we you know everything that we've ever done is completely kind of happened by accident. It's never been you know like now my mom gets super uh, happy because I go and talk at like USC Marshall School of Business and UCLA. And you're like, listen up, no, kids. And, and the thing <laughs> I'm here to like, drop some fucking knowledge. No, it's not I, about the bottom line. It's about how you make people feel yeah i mean i think that, i think that that is kind of what it's all about because i definitely am not there to talk to them about like spreadsheets spread and, and shit and nothing like that i <laughs> mean fuck your excel so you know, in your heart. i think that uh i think that what we just decided to do was just come to a neighborhood where there seemed to be just a, a material amount of open-minded people who weren't enslaved by any kind of dogmatic concerns about what wine is could and should be right. and we just kind of just opened this place that became from day one this never-ending party and you know when it you know, we, we were we used to work at a um, a restaurant called Campanile Restaurant owned by Mark Peel and Nancy Silverton, and the, a seminal LA restaurant seminal since LA. closed. Yeah, I mean, there used to be super vicious dogs in this neighborhood. And I used to ride my bike home from Chinatown from uh, uh, from Campanile at Six and La Brea. I remember on Thursday nights I would bring home grilled cheese sandwiches, and uh, the dogs and, would and, chase and, you. And I, would, I would feed the <laughs> the guard dogs at, the, at the, the the car shop at the bottom of this hill where there used to be a car wash. I don't know if there's there anymore. It's RIP to and, the car wash. Uh, we. Uh, uh, we I used to feed them the, the the grilled cheese sandwiches, but you know, like this neighborhood was just it was just open to it. You know, it was a different neighborhood even than it is now. There's definitely remnants of like kind of thought that that that, that existed back then, but. It was just a neighborhood that was embracing to the idea of new. There were early adopted people, progressive minded, like they weren't afraid of organic, natural, biodynamic wines. Right. Something we, a little funky. Yeah. Something a little you know, out of the box. Yeah, not so funky that maybe if they were blind they wouldn't drink it, but like, you know, like something that's funky enough that, you know, it was it was okay to be off the beaten path, like maybe like to be John Malkovich. You know, it was it, sure. was, it was definitely there was no kind of idea of like it was it was it was I guess countercultural on accident and kind of like uh, emotionally positive and optimistic on purpose. I, and I have to say, I mean, along with a couple other spots, shout out to Song and Bandini, 
I mean, my like education and drinking of wine, which is what I love about it because you learn by drinking, has you know pretty much been at Silver Lake Wine. Yeah. Monday and Thursday nights. Plus, Me too. I think the first time, <laughs> uh, the first time I had Gorilla Tacos. Shout out to top ten guest Wes Avila, uh, who just opened his new restaurant. First time I had Gorilla Tacos was outside Silver Lake Wine. Yeah, oh, I mean that was go. a good one. Like a lot of the guys that worked for us lived downtown. You know, they started Gorilla Tacos started to post up at our place before we had the Arts District store or Everson Royce Bar. And there's just something about guys like Wes that you know Shout you can Wes. tell that they just believe. And yes, you know, yes. he went from cart to truck, truck to now restaurant. Yeah. Like. Talk about hustle sold separately. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's and that fucking. And that restaurant is nice. It's fantastic. Yeah, Plus, it. folks, it's right next to Everson Royce Bar yeah, and, and the Silver Lake Wine and Art Sister. No, and I think that, you know, a guy like Trinity. West, there's mm-hmm. a whole kind of like, there's a whole generation of people that kind of came up and, you know, um, you know, th- there's a really great, there's a band that we love a lot. And there's a lead singer, a woman named Kim Gordon from Sonic Youth. Shout and, out to Sonic Youth. And Fuck she, yeah. uh, she's she, back in the early eighties, she wrote a little bit for art form and there's a, there's a great art form piece where Kim Gordon writes, I think one of the greatest lines in the history of greatest lines. And it's like people pay money to see others believe in themselves. And I think that Wes mm. is exactly that's that. a fucking great line. And, yeah. You know, and I think that it, it just it just holds true that people like Wes that decided we're just, they're just going to do it for no other reason except just to do it, and then they did it, and then they keep doing it, and they don't want to stop doing it. Is like the epitome of belief. Yeah. Was was that his first besides like his arts district post up? Was that his only like? Yeah, I, that was his. That I was his first was like. I'm here residency. every Thursday. Yeah, that was a hardcore residency, and he was there for years. And that years lasted and years. years. Yeah, and it was great, and we were super. Then, it, then it was just you know by happenstance that he ends up being right, right across, across the street yeah. from yeah. our other businesses. Yes, it allows us to because at the end of the day, you know, you know, I, we are much more comfortable talking about the great things that others are doing than the great things that we're trying to do. And, you know, what Wes has done is nothing short of phenomenal. Like yeah. all the, 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 the most purest Webster Miriam dictionary thesaurus <laughs> phenomenal it's true. definitions. It's true. Well, on the, on the topic of, I love that Kim Gordon line on, on the topic of the written word, uh, you're the one who writes all the posts for all your businesses, right? I do. I do. Folks, if you're not following, if you're not following Silver Lake Wine, Triple Beam, Everson Rice, you're missing out on basically what is Instagram poetry because <laughs> every, every post, you know, a lot of restaurants, they, you know, they have to have a social media presence. They post some nice pictures. They, they plug their happy hour or whatever. But like, I feel like every post of yours, it comes from the heart. Yeah, I th- you know, we, we started to write that emails for that, or I started to write emails for the Silver Lake store when we first opened and we decided... Kind of in a, in a lot of ways, the last thing we ever wanted to talk about was wine. I mean, it seems counterintuitive. Right. You want to talk about how it makes you feel? How, yeah, how, I just wanted to talk about. I mean, so friend. I just started to write this these emails, and you know, and we send it out weekly on that email list, and then it just became that people started to read them, and you know, it's crazy things happen. Like, you know, I'll send emails out for the wine stores or for the bar or whatever, and they someone will email back and be like, man, I can't wait. You know, I read all your emails. I can't wait to go to America one day. And we live in Finland and I love reading this stuff. And Shout out to Finland. And and we have one, we have one listener there. So, <laughs> you know, I just, we just, I just think that, you know, at the end of the day, we, we truly believe that, 
that a lot of everything is, you know, it's, it's a lot bigger than a bunch of stores and bars and restaurants. And, and I think that we would be kind of fooling ourselves to believe that, that what we are doing is ultimately incredibly important to the overall world at large. But I think what we are doing is we create spaces where people can come in and experience either part of the world at large that they don't usually see, or they can kind of talk about the world at large that maybe they want to get into. And that's what it's all about. You know, wine is, you know, it's just, we are conduit and pipeline builders for ideas. And those ideas, those pipelines happen to have, you know, turned into wine stores and bars. I love this outlook. First of all, put that on a fucking shirt, that whole goddamn quote. Also, back, back on the subject of merch, some of the guys in Silver Lake Wine have a shirt where it's, a Nike swoosh, yeah, and that says wine. wine just, just drink, drink it. it. Can you sell those shirts, please? We, we, we do. We have sold those shirts, and uh, we'll sell them again. Okay. They sell out super fast. I want. I want uh, that shirt. But I want uh, that that's shirt. made by uh, Jeremy Garber, whose mom is Sandy Garber, who is like a Mount Rushmore figure in the wine import export game. Okay. And she and his, and then his name is Jeremy, and he's her son, who's going to probably take the business over one day. And he is. Uh, he makes those shirts, and we proudly wear them like in mass. Those shirts are great. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. So we can expect Triple B merch? Triple B merch. On deck? You know, like, they don't know it, but I'm going to go knock on that Quiet Life store that's right down the street on Figueroa. Right. So they'll, they'll work with us. But, yeah, you can expect Triple B merch for sure. So for our non-LA listeners and maybe just some LA listeners who are totally lost... Triple Beam opened a few months ago on that red-hot Figaro corridor in Highland Park. It's a Roman-style pizzeria. You've partnered with Nancy Silverton. Your chef at ERB is Matt Molina, who used to work at Moza. Uh, And if you haven't been, it's just... I mean, Joel and I earlier were talking about the wine life. I mean, you have the new wine store right there. You have that nice outdoor patio. Mm -hmm. You got David, who's making wine, right? Right. The Dolomite that he sells. Wine is made for the Uh, and, and it's, it's Roman style, which is by the ounce. Right. So it's, it's a great way to try a bunch of different types of pizza where you're like, give me a little bit of that, give me a little bit of this. And there's always new pies. I went last time, there was a new sausage. It's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, we had the idea. So we, you know, we, we bought that building a few years ago and it was derelict, vacant, empty, nothing inside. But you it. saw the future. Yeah. yeah I mean, we, and now that corridor is like yeah, the hottest we, place we, in LA. Yeah, we believed in that street for a very long time. Even when we used to live over here, you know, there's kind of, we, 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 we always believed this kind of east side, uh, you know, ethos that started in Los Feliz, spilled in the Silver Lake, spilled in the Echo Park, would kind of become this entire cultural Pangea. And that the logical place for it to go, if it was going to kind of like, you know, release pressure was to go up that 110 freeway and um, and then kind of dip down to downtown the Arts District. But we always sure. knew that like Highland Park, Mount Washington, Glassell Park, Lincoln Heights would become part of it. And I mean, the Figueroa Corridor is, in my mind, the absolute kind of, you know, epicenter of everything for from, you know, no, no disrespect to Sunset or Echo Park Ave or these areas, but... You know, the Figaro Corridor has its own metro stop, you know, in Highland Park. It has its double wide street. Mm -hmm. It's gridded. Mm -hmm. Figaro's legacy L.A. street. Big parking behind all the buildings. Oh, yeah. You know, big sidewalks. Four exits off the 110 freeway. Otonio. You know, Otonio. Yeah, I mean, I I think that, you know, for us, it was just we saw that street and we knew when we bought the building, our first our first idea is like, we're just going to fucking Bottega Louis this. We're going to make a huge fucking restaurant. restaurant, Right. (laughs) And then I remembered back when we opened Silver Lake Wine, you know, Silver Lake Wine in that in that in that building is there's a yoga studio and there's a there was a nail salon and there's restaurants and all closed closed boutiques. But when we, we were there. 
that was all. When vacant. did you buy the space? We 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 took Silver Lake Wine in 2004. We bought the building in uh, in in Highland Park uh, around 2015. So we should point out now it's basically a culinary mini campus, which includes Triple Bean Pizza, Highland Park Wine, which is your and, Highland Park branch of Silver Lake Wine, Hippo, Hippo yep. recently opened with Matt Molina, yep. and now Go Get Him Tiger, yeah. a great uh, cafe. They got GNB and Grand Central Market. They have t- two other locations. Uh, great coffee, great food. So I mean, that's that's yeah, all day. In yeah, that's that's to, great. That's we, a great that's lunch. That's we breakfast. Just, that's after dinner. We had that Bottega Louis thought. You know, we we just thought back to when we opened Silver Lake Wine, and you know, at that time I was like, you know, twenty three or twenty four years old when we opened that store, and I was just thinking to myself, like, oh, it would be great to have a restaurant across the street and a coffee shop inside here and in the right. same plaza and all these things. And then after thinking like that, being in that building, I was like, what are we talking about? Big restaurant. We should cut this up into four pieces, put coffee and pizza on the street because those two things people can easily quickly wrap their mind around sure. and don't think about too much. In the middle of the building, the, the ceiling bows up. We'll put the restaurant inside the building. Gorgeous space, gorgeous Thank ceiling. You. So there'll be this reveal, just like there's the reveal at ERB because people walk through there. They don't know what to think. They walk by the bar. Then there's just like utopic shangri line kind oh. of like God. that courtyard best courtyard in the game it's, yeah it's the best it's the best drinking courtyard and then, if you're gonna drink outside LA. no better place so no, then it absolutely just became that you know then we're gonna you know put the little wine store in back and kind of build what we always want the, when we bought the building the parking lot was was different so we decided to pour a patio because we saw from from erb how much people like to sit outside and sure and that's it you know it was you know we haven't really thought of anything we've just allowed the world to tell us what it likes and we've decided instead of being quiet and waiting for ourselves are being quiet instead of being quiet and waiting for our chances to speak again, we've decided to actually listen. That's a fucking great That's approach. Beautiful. But it does kind of put seem, that on a shirt. Put that on a shirt. Put that on a visor. It does kind of seem like <laughs> put that in a fortune cookie. Like like it, in terms of being quiet. But it also seems like this this thing that you have now. This I don't even know. This mini empire is kind of a culmination of a vision that you've had since you yeah, were a young man for years, for fifteen all, years. It is all completely by accident and not on purpose. Okay. Like when we opened Silver Lake Wine, you know, I remember, well, first of all, when we opened Silver Lake Wine, some days, sometimes, no No one would came. show up. No one like it wasn't like, don't like confuse that was like, oh, sales were low or it was right. kind of quiet. Nobody, Nobody showed up. <laughs> wow. And so I used to go right over here on Glendale Boulevard by Berkeley and in between the cars where the guys were selling coconuts, I would walk in between and hand out little, you know, cut on paper cutter business cards sure. made off an HP DeskJet printer. Wow. Like, wine store up there, wine store up there. Wow. And then somehow, some way, people started to show up and, you know, we've been... You know, we're those kind of people that that we, we don't ask people what they do for a living or what they're, you know, where they right. work or, right. you know, we believe that, that small talk is kind of like a lost art and we try to make every word count. And, you know, it turned out that some of those people that started becoming the beginning were connected to a lot of other people and then people wow. started to come and they started to come. Did you do tastings right out of the gate? Yeah, we did tastings. When we had 12 people on the email list, we sent an email out. How many then, people is it now? Like. It uh, over the years, it's all together. There's well over thirty thousand people. Damn, Damn. So, that's right. But Love so, it. but yeah, and people showed up, and it was just one of those things where you know I think that it was it was a, it was a different time, and you know it was a great time, and I think that what's great about that time is that time is coming back around again. I mean, I think that we've all been on this planet long enough to see a couple things happen twice, and I think that there is a new kind of 
great mind opening of culture and mainstream and subculture colliding mm-hmm. that the wine world again is expanding you know and i think that you know it's it, it's infinite to begin with but there's definitely directions and paths that individuals can take by like places like you said like whether it's night market bandini you know these places that are kind of like they're in tune with an idea that jives with the people's ideas right. of the world at large and right. just and maybe it's shaping those ideas but it's also acting as you said as a conduit for those yeah. places those they, they can play yeah, out yeah like a friend of mine uh, Keith Sarloos who owns this great winery in Los Olivos I've had his wine at Silver Lake Wine yeah it says, says that no one used to be into wine and I think that's a fantastic quote is that it's like one of those things if you stand in the world of wine long enough you're going to see new stuff and that should be what it's all about like all, but it, I, all I want to be into is what I wasn't into before right you know? yeah. yeah yeah that's why I don't know. I, I feel like it's kind of silly. You see these very old guard people kind of reacting against this whole new natural wine thing. It's like, what are you clinging to? Like, this is just people having fun. Like, this is just like, yeah. like this is just people enjoying but what they're, they're but drinking. They're very hard, like lying in the sand about it. Well, I mean, if everyone liked all the same stuff, exactly. there'd be no point to anything. Exactly. And I think, I think especially in wine and food, that is a great philosophy because it's like everyone likes different stuff. Mm-hmm. That's just how human nature is. You can't please everyone all the time, but you can open a place where people can learn shit, can people experience shit, and maybe find what they like. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you were kind of, I mean, when you opened 15 years ago, no one's talking about natural wine. Where, I mean, like you were on the vanguard, yeah, I mean, kind I mean, of a movement that hadn't even I, really happened. And- I think that, you know, there was, back at the Campanile days, you know, Campanile was a very, you know, avant-garde restaurant, right? right. It was a high-end it was, restaurant. It was top, top was in LA. Top, yeah, oh yeah. Top. I mean, I remember I read about Campanile before I even came to LA. Um, and you know, um, it was, the wine director was a guy named Manfred Crankle, Austrian guy. What was went, his name? Manfred Crankle. And he oh, went, damn. Um, he went you on, can't get more Austrian than that. When you address on, me, you address me as Mr. Crankle. That is the to, villain uh, in a Bond film. <laughs> he opened his own winery called Cinquanon, which is one of the most collectible wineries in America. But during the time that he was wine director at the restaurant, you know, he was all about, you know, like super esoteric off the beaten path, other people's right. wine, small producers yeah, from all over the world. And he would like tap people's shoulders crankle like, knew his shit yo if you're in slovenia look up this guy if you're right. in the south of france look up this guy and, f- and for us like again it was never on i think the best way to learn something is by not you know the best way to learn things is by never under like realizing you're being taught something right and uh i think that just by osmosis we picked up this idea that you know that we were kind of interested in i mean i'm interested in the long run of everything and i think that it makes sense to you know, if, you're, if, if the three of us go out and buy a vineyard, it makes no sense to Let's bond. do it. Let's, let's do it. it. We're on it. I'm down. Fuck it. Um, let's it, do it. I'm the guy that will buy the 395 acres on the way to Bakersfield that has a sign that's written in paint. Uh, <laughs> because, because, you know, one day in 200 years, my great, great, great grandkids will be like, that guy was really smart, but I'll just, you know, I just think I just decided to buy the property. No, you know? your great grandkids <laughs> are going to be sipping a cocktail on the Everson Rice patio. You know, like, like uh, my, my great grandfather started this in 2015. Like, uh, what was that even like? We just, we just, we just felt like you know the the organics and biodynamics and things like that like it it, it can't be a bad idea so we've always been right. about that and then it was very interesting to see it start to like other people to right. start to get into it and then you know it, it's it's really interesting to see how many people are into it and i think that at the end of the day it's no different than going to you know 365 or whole foods and being like everything is organic right. everything yeah. is non-gmo and yeah. it's just it's right. just it's just an unintended consequence of a generation of people that are now old enough to buy things right. that grew up with nutrition facts on maybe their food. actually caring about where stuff comes from yeah. i mean why why would you 
buy an organic onion that you know came from a local LA area farm, but then go out and buy some wine that's been right. industrial mass produced Josh. and added a bunch of fucking 70 plus additives, right. you know, and like it, that, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. I mean, the, wine the, is food. The day-to-day decoder ring has been slipped on everyone's fingers and it's super easy to read the message that it says, sure. to you, which is like, just do the right thing, leave the chemicals out and everything will just work itself out. Boom. Put that on a shirt. Put that yeah. on the merch. everything. The merch. Just put that everywhere. I, I want uh, I want that wine just drink it shirt because that that is uh, that's, that's that's my life. Li- that's your life. That's my that's, life yeah. motto. That's, that is that also, is a I Carl Hess motto. W- one more thing we should point out. Um, we've talked a little a little bit about Angelino Wine Company on this podcast. Uh, they are going to be opening the first winery in LA County since the early 1900s. And I got to know Jasper from mm. when he was working at yeah. Silver Lake Wine. So yeah. you've kind of spawned this new generation, uh, you know, uh, of now yeah, we, you, your disciples going forth and doing their thing. We, we, you know, we... Shout out to Jasper. We have kind of really big ideas that are often hard to explain, but we... You know, I feel like you're killing it on the explanation game we, uh, right now. You know, we, we believe that, you know, in, in lieu of doing like employee reviews or telling someone like how good or bad they're doing for us or whatever, we believe the way that we judge whether or not we are being quote unquote successful, whatever that means. But what we, we want the people that work for us to learn enough from us about whether it's the wine business, the liquor business, the pizza business, the restaurant business, whatever. We want the people that work for us to go out after they've worked with, for us and open their own thing. Yeah. And we believe if the things that people that, op- that we believe that if, the people that work for us open things that matter. And it yeah. doesn't have to matter in food. It doesn't have to right. matter. Just in some way. Just in to some, some way people. Matters, to them. And we are doing our jobs as business owners. Hell and yeah. And so Jasper is... I remember when Jasper was hired. I mean, I, I, I used to... I, I swear, like, he was a fucking idiot. No, I, swear, I was like, <laughs> this motherfucker is shooting heroin in the store. I was like, this kid is a junkie. This kid's nodding no, off at the register. No one can move that slow. No one can be this skinny. Like, that's not enough jeans. And and so he's I back was on like, the straight and narrow, I was like, folks. We gotta like and then but then lo and behold, you know, one day turned into one month, turned to one year. And he was really there as are have been a lot of people during the time where this just something happened. And people just really started to come and Jasper was there and he understood what it was all about and we are nothing but supportive like we believe that if you if if you don't wake up in the middle of the night scared to death wondering how you're going to pull something off then you're not trying hard enough oh, and jasper, I, I feel like that's a great and, and jasper great is doing something that you know is is difficult it's hard it's intimidating and that is exactly what he should be doing and i think it's going to work and i'm so excited they're going to be opening in chinatown yeah now junction Big ups to Now Junction. Wait, what is Now Junction? That's what I call it, N-A-U-D Junction. Oh, <laughs> right. Yeah, so Junction. that street was kind of put on the map when Major Domo yeah. opened. Yeah, yeah, But now yeah. Highland Park Brewery just opened down there. Like that park, this historic yeah. park that used to just be a field. It was a cornfield. It's like yeah. redone. Yep. It's all nice in there and Love shit. Love it. No, See, it's like let's it, do it, more. It used, mm-hmm. it used to be East Side Gritty, not West Side Pretty, but now it's definitely become a little bit more like East Side is Beautiful. 
I mean, I'm so excited for that winery to open. I'm, he's he's posting pictures of him like stomping on grapes in Chinatown. I'm like, I want to stomp some oh, grapes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm gonna get in there, baby. I mean, it's the first. It's the first. Uh, it's the first winery to open in LA in a hundred years. And I fucking love that's that. That's impressive, man. That, that's like all of us. I mean, not many people you know do something for the first time in a hundred no. years. No, no I mean know? that's that is a big fucking deal. Hell yeah. no. No, it's really cool. I mean, you know, you were a pioneer in your way. Uh, you brought him up and now and now he's a pioneer. You're yeah. you are passing it along. It's yeah. working. No, the system's is. working. Yeah, I think that we just want we want people to own their own stuff. Like we don't, you know. I I, I was thinking about talking to my sons the other day and like I haven't had a boss in in 15 years and I and it just when you start to think about that like, you know, it's just it, it's there's something like to be in control of your own destiny. There's just something about that. that I mean, it's terrifying. Like like uh, sure. <laughs> it is. You it hasn't all been pretty. Yeah, it hasn't all been pretty. Terrifying, but it, like it's like if. That's what it's all about. Like we we have no interest in you know calmness and serenity at this point. Maybe check back in ten years, but right now you're an accelerationist. Yeah, we like you know we are we are we are experience and momentum and just energy junkies. It's fucking great. I mean, get get, get on this ride, folks, because it it has been a real pleasure. I mean, if if you're not following the social media, uh, you should do that. It's uh, at Silver Lake Wine on Instagram. Yep. At Triple Bean Pizza on Instagram. At Everson Royce Bar on Instagram. Yep. Those are those yeah, are the main those, three. Those are good. Uh, I was thinking about this. When your sons are of legal drinking age, they'll be able to go into Everson Royce Bar and be like, "This it's is my the, fucking yeah, the, bar." Where are the namesake? This is my fucking you know bar. You know what's crazy is they. I know your kids are probably super rad and not assholes. Everson uh, goes by the name Bones, right? So what? Bones. That's amazing. That's so incredible. Wait, how old is he? They're, they're eight. They're twin identical eight-year-old. Call bones. me Bones. And, Call me Bones. And, uh, I love this. Is kid. the other one Snake? Like no. this is awesome. <laughs> and his. Uh, so it's Bones and Royce, right? So Bones and the Royce. The only sign that Everson Royce Bar has is a giant B bar above the. Yes. Right, bar. right, right. And they're like, Pop, man. You're a smart guy. Like you called it Everson Royce Bar, but then you put B A R for Bones and Royce on top of the door. Pop, you're a smart guy. You're man. like, yes, <laughs> yes, children, I am. That's correct. That was all on purpose. I'm the smartest man in the world. I mean, we're coming, we're coming to the end, but I feel like we would be remiss. I mean, I know this might be more of uh, your co-owner Matt Molina's uh, field. But that burger. I mean, did you know it was going to become you know, that the iconic, burger? Like, yeah, yeah. No. I, I mean, when you first bit it, when you were funny. testing the recipe, were you like, "This is it"? No. There was one of those things where we were. I was. We were at Matt's house. Um, Shout out to Matt Molina. He's your big co-owner. Up, big up to Matt Molina. Him and I hired two days apart at Campanile Restaurant. Oh man, you got oh, history. Wow. Ago. wow. Um, Deep history. And we were at his house. Uh, it was me in April and our uh, one of our partners, Joe. And I remember he makes this burger. And I tried the burger, and I remember think I remember being kind of confused, and I was like, "What is this?" And it doesn't make any sense yeah. to why it tastes like so much, but what is on it is so little. Right. And then I started to think about, you know, like other people and what they might think, and then I just got really confused. <laughs> and, then, and then, you know, it's one of those things where we, I was like, "This is." Good, and you know Matt likes to kind of make fun of me because if I like something, I'm like this is good, right? This this is good, right. like you're a man of enthusiasms. Yeah, you know, and and so, and then we open, and you just see people, and you just watch them, and they're like, this is fucking good. I, and I, I think the first time I ate that burger, I closed my eyes. Like yeah, I took yeah. a bite of it, and I, and I I, went, I did like a. Well, you know what? Like, I can shit. actually speak to that experience directly because last night I brought my friend Nick, who loves burgers, loves food. He, first time at ERB. First time having the burger, obviously. We go in, we order two burgers. I watch him bite into it at the bar for the first time. 
I was a happy man. I'm yeah. also, I'm also I was a very, very happy. pleased with the quickness of how that burger comes out. Oh, my God. It it's comes like, out fast. Oh, it's like, oh, you want a burger? It's like, yeah, Here's I'll have burger. the burger. And before you say the last R in burger, burger. the burger comes out. Yeah. Right the table. I remember when we when we opened that, we used to have to tell Matt, like, yo, man, the food is coming out too fast. <laughs> but no, it's, it's just one of those things where it's unexplainable. And we've done, you know, we're big supporters of uh, Alex's Lemonade Stand, pediatric. Shout cancer. out to Alex's. Yeah, like one of the greatest organizations on this planet. Which, by the way, power move at Alex's just. Yes. a quarter burger. Yeah. We yeah. I think we actually talked about that. Joe we, and I we were at Alex's Lemonade the event. We were. Everyone's doing solid food, but then you guys are just doing the burger. And, yeah. and honestly, I went back. Was, I had I had a whole burger. It was the yeah. best. And it was the best do, thing. And the greatest thing about that is we can do the burger in LA or in Chicago or in New York, wherever the, oh, the event dude. is, because yeah. it's just Beef, salt, pepper, yeah. Dijonese, cheddar cheese, and a bun. I think the Dijonese is key, but for some reason, is it really peppery? I feel like there's a it's peppery. It's just but it's just salt and pepper. Those are the standard. Only, that's it. No, that's there's it. nothing. There, no, 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 no special. No, no herbs and spice I, I, blend. I was, I was the same as y'all when when I had it for the first. You're time. trying to like, figure it out. This? Oh, yeah, wait. But, no, but what? Well, seriously? In this? No, was that really? paprika? Cumin? Yeah. Do you Tell take, me more, Matt. Do you take the so? The insides of the bun seem like they're pushed down on the flat top to be griddled. Yeah, but that's it. That's Just it. Bun flat top down. But I think the Salt griddling, burger. the griddling that that somehow accomplishes is like the perfect amount of bun griddling. Yeah, no, it's because like, it's not toasted. It's just like, it, and then it becomes like this epoxy, this glue. It's like yes. whatever they use to put together the pyramids with to make them last so long. Is what, <laughs> it's, it's similar thing. The Aztecs used a similar the, the substance burger. to create. No, it is unbelievable, and to me, like it's still unbelievable because. You know, we'll do an event or someone will come in like, so what's in it? And they'll have the exact same right. reaction. You're like, it's just meat, like, cheese. No, no, no. no. But, but what what's else? in it? Yeah. No, but real. For real. Like, just tell me what's in it. Like, that's it. And that's- I will say, I am a tireless advocate for mayonnaise and the Dijonese. I love Dijonese. If you don't get Dijonese on a lot of burger, this burger is a case for Dijonese to be on every burger. I, yeah. love, I love Dijonese. It works so fucking well. Uh, God damn, it's a good burger. I had two last night. I've never been happy. Thank you for going to that. <laughs> but party, also, yeah. also, chicken thighs—they're so oh, good. Those chicken thighs are so good. See, the, the thing is, it's like—I mean—and I feel like this really locks in with this whole ethos that you've been talking about. Like Matt's menu is just like a very, very talented chef doing a simple but amazingly executed bar, bar menu, bites, yeah. yeah, and it works so well. Like yeah. every aspect of it, it works. Perfect. Yeah, I mean, just because you—it's you know, okay to go acoustic sometimes. Yeah. Know? That's it. Damn. Oh. Well, this has been a, this that has been a shirt. Pl- this has been a pleasure. I mean, I really like what you're doing. Thank you. Uh, you obviously, tons of shirt ideas off. The obviously, side. like, like you're you're just like on this ride, and things are just getting more and more exciting because you know all those things being opened in Highland Park is kind of that kind of just happened. It didn't. I mean, you're firing on all cylinders now in a way that you know you've been working toward for years. Years. And that's a fucking very cool thing to see. Thank you, man. That's no, so awesome. uh, we're, we're, if you live in LA and you haven't been to Everson Royce bar or the new, uh, co- can I call it a complex in Highland Park? A flavor complex? <laughs> a flavor, uh, flavor town, baby. I mean, it's, it's just, uh, it's the type of place you want to be at. It's the type of place like other cool people are at. Oh yeah. And you know, if you haven't been to those Thursday night tastings, it's a vibe people. You go in there and it's just, it's, you're like, this is where I want to be. Love it. And people are just like, people are loving life in there. Yeah. It's fucking great. Also, shout out to the Tumaka truck, which is the new Thursday night truck. Yeah. They're a pretty fucking good truck. Yeah. yeah. 
They got it. They got a hamon. They got a hamon toast. Ooh, ooh, it's good. They got the bub and grandma's bread. They got a, a nice, generous helping of hamon. They're not skimping you on the hamon. They're not skimping on the hamon. You know I hate getting skimped on hamon. I, I don't like if I pay skimping. for hamon. I I want my hamon. No, no. Uh, so it's, it's, it's been a pleasure, man. Yeah, and then you, one day you. when I'm old and I'm drinking at Everson Royce, someone will pull up next to me and I'll be like, who's this young whippersnapper? And he'll be like, my name's Bones. Yeah, <laughs> and I'll be like, your yeah. name's fucking Everson. Yeah. I know all about it. <laughs> Uh, I want to. I'm going to start going by bones. I'm, just, I'm not going to call you that. Uh, so yeah, follow those accounts. Sign up for the newsletter if you haven't, because uh, it is straight poetry and always cool shit happening. Um, <laughs> I will say I went to the first anniversary of Everson Rice mm. Bar uh, two years ago, and. You guys had an ice luge. We did. Things got a little out of control <laughs> with the ice luge. And then last night, I was like trying to take it easy because I had to wake up early this morning. And I was like, I, was like, I don't see the ice luge. Uh, I mean, maybe that's for the best because I can't we be like. We had hidden kind of in the back. It was, okay. It was loud. Okay. That's good. Because I, I didn't see it. And I was like, probably for the best. Yeah. I'm an older man now. <laughs> we, we, an ice luge is a young man's yeah. game. We, uh, we put the pillow over the ice luge and kept it there and checked on it and just it was still barely breathing and then we let it, but we, we, didn't, we didn't snuff it out all the way. Okay. Uh, it was probably for the best that I, that I didn't, um, didn't get involved with the luge, but yeah, I mean, you know, I'll, I'll be, I'll be back at Everson Royce bar. Oh, I'll be back at Everson very we'll soon. Both be back at Everson Royce. Um, wh- what does it say on the wall when you come in? It says my, that's, my, that's better. better. And that was, uh, that was, there was a really great New York times columnist named David Carr, um, who wrote an exceptional memoir called night of the gun. And he had a visceral love of cocaine and crack cocaine. And he kind of kicked those habits and became a really important journalist. But okay. he, in that Night of the Gun book, he writes about his very first time uh, smoking uh, crack. And he was just like, at the end of it, he's just like, my, that's better. Damn, I love that that's what inspired. That's the kind it. of place this is. Put that on a shirt. Yeah. <laughs> can, can we expect new merch? I mean, you'll keep us posted on, on yeah. the socials oh, yeah. and on oh, the... Yeah. I'll send you guys some. There's so, yeah. We have so many good merch ideas. I'll send it to you guys. Uh, merch, so baby. Yeah, follow those accounts. Go have a goddamn drink at Arizona Rice. Get a burger. Uh, have a slice and of pizza buy, at Triple buy, Beam. Buy a lovely bottle of get biodynamic wine. Bottle of wine. Like wine and- I'll be at the bar on Thursday nights uh, fucking eating that great butter. Yeah. Free bread and butter, too. I mean, come on. That's With great. With that natural wine Ooh. that's cloudy on purpose. Ooh. Oh, baby. A nice cloudy macerated Need white. Little mm, my, that's my better. As always, you can follow me on Instagram at Carl Hess. You can follow Joel at Joel David Miller. You can always. follow the pod at Yap Pod. That's Y-A-P-P-O-D. As always, we can be reached via electronic mail at yap42069 at gmail.com. Send us a query. Send us a love letter. Send us a threat. Send us why you don't like natural wine because you're a stuffy asshole. <laughs> uh, and... Um, if you haven't gotten your tickets for this Sunday at the Eastside Food Fest, you should because we're doing a live episode. There's going to be a lot of great natural wine there. There's going to be a lot of great food. And there's going to be fucking me and Joel. I mean, yeah. what, what, what more do you just, really... We're darlings. What more if do you... If you only uh, heard our voices and you imagine what we look like, we look better. No, oh, my you God. You if you've only heard our voices, you're fucking up. <laughs> no, if you haven't seen these motherfuckers, now is the time. Now's the time. <laughs> now's the time, baby. We're, we're on a rocket ride, just like Randy. Damn Who right. knows where we'll end? I like that. If you're not waking up terrified, you're fucking up. I am... By the way, I am 
when, we're terrified all the time of, <laughs> of opening up a second restaurant and i am Ooh, top secret project terrified top yeah. secret project. it's it's gonna be less top secret i must be killing weeks. it because i am terrified all the time <laughs> uh randy this has been an enlightening and enlivening discussion thank, thank you, you for joining us for having me. thanks for listening guys and we'll be back next week go eat something delicious <laughs> <laughs>